Welcome to the first conversation in a brand new teaching mini-series called Give and Take. Our core text for this series comes from Acts 20, verse 35. It says, To remember the words of the Lord Jesus, it is more blessed to give than to receive. What we get to talk about over the next two conversations is understanding how being blessed and being fortunate and being privileged and honestly being happy is tied to our understanding of our relationship with our God. Because what Jesus said, if it is true, then we need to chew on it. Because if it is true, it means that God has laid forth some core principles when it comes to giving and receiving that will help us understand how it is that we can be more blessed than ever before. You see, a conversation about God and money is kind of sensitive, it's kind of tenuous, a conversation about church and money. And so what we want to make sure that we do is we appreciate that throughout this conversation. If you have anything you want to drop in the chat while we're talking, if you want to communicate with us about your experiences with money and church and kind of how this conversation is feeling for you, we would love to hear about that because we love to understand people's experiences on it. The reason that this series, this mini-series is called Give and Take is because I want us to leave it understanding that when it comes to anything, any relationship with God, as with people, it has to be give and take. It's not all one-sided. And with God, it's not all us giving and it's not all us taking. And I want us to understand very specifically how money can steer and it can accentuate, it can even truncate our blessings, our relationship and our love of God. And so over these conversations, there are going to be three core principles, things that God wants us to understand about money, about giving and about taking. And we're actually going to start by having a conversation about take. We're going to start talking about take because too often we get into conversations or we think that a relationship with God starts with us giving him something. And so here's the first core principle. God wants you to take. God wants you to take from him. And here's why. In Acts 17, 24 through 25, it says, He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples and human hands can't serve his needs for he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything and he satisfies every need. We need to take from God. God wants us to take because we have needs and we have needs that only can be met by our God, by the one who created us. And if we never let him fill those needs, if we never take from him, then we tend to wander through life looking for the next thing that might satisfy, that might satisfy this thing that only he can satisfy. So understanding taking, understanding money, understanding this, is a, it's crucial that we keep at the core that God created. He created and he sustains and therefore he blesses. We, we do not create things. We do not create things. We don't have things. We can't meet needs of God. And so the greatest and most beautiful building that could ever be built and called his church could not house him. And the greatest work that could ever go across the entire globe that the church says that's for you doesn't meet a need of his. As an individual, we don't have something to offer God when we start relationship with him. Every single one of us 
doesn't matter whether you're a, a president or a prisoner, a pastor, a parent, a pickpocket, a pervert, or Mr. Perfect. It doesn't matter. If we want to start a relationship with God, it has to start from us understanding that we have something that we need to take from him first. There's no smartening ourselves up. There's no morals to follow, no commandments to go about, no giving statements that are going to circumnavigate our need to need to need something from him because we don't have good things to give to him without him giving first. James 1, 16 to 18 says, don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving his, his true word, And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. What that says is every good thing, be that the good things in your life. Maybe you've got good friendships. Maybe you've got a good bank account. Maybe a good marriage. Heck, maybe you've even got good looks. All those things were originally his to give to you. All the things that you could point to and say are good are what he's given And more importantly than that, the greatest thing highlighted that he's given to us is new life. That he's given us birth and and rebirth, remade by giving us his word. When it says his word, that's the Greek word logos. And it's the same word that's used throughout the New Testament, especially in John chapter 1, to refer to Jesus. So when he says he's given us these good things, the greatest and foremost, the primary good things that he's given is he's given us Jesus. He's defined for us how much he loves us by pointing to Jesus Christ and saying, that's the kind of thing that I do. That's what I've given. That's who I have. And that's who I am. For us to understand relationship with him, we have to understand what he's given, what we receive and how we become his prized possession. Maybe more succinctly put, we would say that this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. First, the first core principle that we have to understand before we even talk about money is that God wants you to take from him first. God wants you to take because we have needs that he meets and we will always need we won't graduate from it and so he wants you to take from him because he's a loving parent and a loving god and so think to yourself first and foremost like what has god given you so far in your life like you might be sitting there thinking nothing like god's gonna give and that's fine there might be others there you thinking, well god has given me family or maybe he has given me job that kind of came out of nowhere that i didn't earn or deserve maybe God's given you salvation. Maybe he's given you correction. Maybe he's given you direction. Maybe he's given you great blessing. See, here's the thing that I believe. It's a bit of a kicker, but whether we want to believe it or not, I believe that we've all received something from God. I think we've all taken something from him, whether we want to admit it or not. And this relationship that we get to have with him, this belief that we have in him, that he gives us these good things, It is founded on the premise that not one of us gets to boast about what we do have. Because not one of us is superior to each other. Everything that we've got, every single good thing was given from him. We all come to him in exactly the same way. 
in need. Without having earned or deserved, without being a favorite, every single one of us needs. And before we talk about anything else, that right there is the posture and the position that the heart and mind need to be in when we talk about taking from God or giving back to him. We talk about God and money. We talk about God and blessing. We talk about asking him for things. It's crucial that before that we understand that he has given to understand that we were on the outside looking in, to understand that we were orphans and he adopted us and he built, bought the orphanage and adopted all the ones that would want to come with him. See, he came to us first, called us out first, offered relationship with us first, freely given so that we could understand who he is and his love for us. And that right there positions us to understand why he gives and what he does Our second core principle, that it's for God's glory, like all of it, like our taking from him, him giving to us, him us giving back to him, all of it is for his glory. Ephesians 2, 6 through 7 says that we were raised from the dead along with Christ and seated with him in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in future generations and ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. When we take from God, remembering that he wants us to, it is so that we can see him for who he is, a good father. And when we see him for who he is, We will by nature give him more glory. When he gives to us, it is so that we can see and others can see his character. And so when he gave us Jesus and he gave us salvation and he gave us rescue, not based on works or earning it, it was literally so he could point to the church and say, look what I've done and look who I've rescued and look who I've saved and look what I make out of people who put their trust in me. To understand our core text, it's more blessed to give than to receive the very words of Jesus. We have to understand that God is the greatest giver. That give and take, all of it is to glorify who he already is. And when we take from him and we acknowledge we're taking from him and we give thanks to him and praise to him and we tell people about him, he receives the glory for it. At Epiphany Station, one of the things we focus on most in, in our ministries and our time and our energy and effort is helping people understand how to come to salvation in Jesus. Because we believe that thing gives the most glory to God as he points to his church, as it grows and as people put their trust in him. And then beyond that, what God offers is change. He offers transformation. He offers the old person being made new. The people who come chained and hurt can leave free and healed. The broken are remade, the hopeless are purposeful, and the destitute are satisfied. And that gives him glory. Then he does that. So our relationships, our job, our favor, and our money all have the opportunity to do that. When we come to him, we ask. And we ask like we actually know that we're in need. And that we actually know that he gives and that he loves One of my favorite chunks in understanding our relationship with God when it comes to give and take is a prescription Jesus gave really for how to ask and why. It's in Matthew 7, verses 7 to 11. 
And Jesus said, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You parents, if your children ask you for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? When we ask for God, from God, when we ask for forgiveness of sins, when we ask for a new job, when we ask for a relationship, when we ask for money, we want to be asking for the good things. Asking for the good things that a good parent would want to give to a child. Asking for the things that would bring us and actually give us life and satisfaction and that would bring him glory. Because you see, if we ask and it's not for his glory, he's not going to give it. If we ask for wealth and we're going to spend it on ourselves, he's not going to give it. Ask for a wife and I'm going to lose myself in her and forget about him. He's not going to give it. We ask for the things that are going to bring him the most glory. And when we understand the art of taking from God, we start asking for things, not because we want them, We ask because we think those things would actually bring him all the more glory. And that's how we set up upon our list of asking. And so let me ask you now, what are the things that if God were to do them in your life, you would bring him glory? Like you would bring him notice. You would bring him honor. Like if he brought you more wealth, would it bring him glory or you? If he brought you that relationship, he brought you that new circumstance and situation. Because that needs to happen if we want him to give. And I want you to be honest about what you need. Like the things that you want God to do in your life. Because in my personal experience, when we have that heart kind of slightly aligned, even just mildly aligned in the right direction, he gives. See, my wife and I, when we first got together, we we heard a teaching like very early on about this idea of of a more blessed to give than receive and that God wants to do this. And so I remember very specifically asking God to make Jackie and I and our family givers. But what I specifically asked him for was for him to give us more money every single year so we could give more money away and give more money back to him. And and honestly, it started small. Like you get random $50 gift card to the grocery store and we would then use that to buy someone else's groceries. Or I once got a a bonus from working at the farm and we used it to help someone else. And God has actually brought more money into our house than every single year before. And we've been able to give more money, more out the door, more to our home church than ever before. And taking from God, taking these things that I didn't earn, didn't deserve, and that others want to give by his leading, There came a moment in which I had this pride block of, no, I don't want to have to be dependent. I didn't want to have to receive from him, so I give. I wanted to earn it, but then it would be about me. It'd be me giving to people. It'd be me being generous instead of me being a conduit of his grace and generosity. So taking from God so we can serve and give, it, it needs us to shake off that pride block. It needs us to shake off that thing that if he wants to give you so you will give, take it. Take it and use it for his glory. See, money, money has the opportunity. 
It has the opportunity to do something amazing, but we don't like to talk about it. Even now telling you that God has given our family more than ever before, it's, it's nerve wracking because it seems like it's a boast. It seems like, oh, God favors me or I'm better than you. And it's not, it's something that he does to bring himself glory. And so I'm not gonna hide it under a rock. I wanna tell you, God gives. God gives because that's who he is and it brings glory to him when we share about it. See, I don't want us as a church family to not take from him because we're afraid. We're afraid, some of us, to be too blessed or to have too much or we're afraid that it would hurt us. We're afraid. I want us instead to see that him giving to us clarifies in our minds and our eyes who he is. It helps us to see him as bigger and better than we ever thought before and it helps the world to see what he does in his children. And so I want us to ask I want us to ask for the things that would be good, that we do need, that would bring him glory and then to expect it. But as we wrap up this conversation, and and you and I both thought this was a conversation about money when we started it, but really it's bigger than that. When we talk about taking, it's really about taking so that we can love God and love people. And I think, I wonder how many of us in this conversation have not taken the greatest thing that God has to give. We've not taken the rescue. We've not taken the first step of salvation, the starting line of relationship with God. See, God sent Jesus so we would no longer need to be separated from him. So he can be involved in all areas. So we would no longer be guilty. Every single one of us have sinned. We've done evil things, thought evil things that sin separates us from an holy God. And he did something to pay the penalty for that. He sent his son, fully God, sent him to earth to pay a ransom, to pay a debt for all of our sins. That's his offer. That was his first big offer to the church that I will rescue you by Jesus. And we, we get to believe in that. We get to receive that. We get to take that from God. And today, if you're in that place, like you want God involved in your life, then it starts there with rescue through Jesus Christ died for your sins, raised to life as a promise of resurrection and eternity. And with that comes rescue and it comes opportunity for transformation and change, blessing and purpose. If you want that today, first of all, I would love you to let us know here at Epiphany. You can drop it in the chat and you can have someone, one of our staff will get in contact right away. You can text us at any time, 94090 is the number and start the conversation just by sending the one word epiphany and then our team will know to contact back with you. But if you don't wanna do that and you don't wanna talk to us, that's fine, I understand it. I would challenge you to have a conversation with God today about taking from him, about receiving salvation, about receiving forgiveness and taking these first steps of having him involved in your life in all places. And if we want to do that, then I challenge you to do that today without any hesitation. And if you have other things that you want to ask God for because you think they'll bring him glory, then do that today. Keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking what he wants to do in your life, what he wants you to receive for his glory. Take a challenge, take a step of faith today to do something, to take from God what he has for you. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you that you are such a giving God. 
You're such a giving God who delights in giving to us, your children. Help us not to be afraid. Help us not to be prideful. Help us not to be ashamed of needing. Help us to see that we are needy. We are needy and we need from you. And you created us to be able to come and pursue you and to know you and to to see and appreciate who you are as our Father. So God, I ask for those out there struggling with asking you or struggling with not feeling like they're receiving to have hearts and minds shifted into seeking your glory first and all things coming from that. God, we ask this, desire this for your glory and all in Jesus' name. Amen.